You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We are indeed back with Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us. We are very glad to be with you this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, with... Steve Sponskowski. And we've been having a wonderful discussion about beauty, about art, and... You know, one of the things I think about with art is it uses your hands, right? So we're going to talk about another form of art in using our hands that has been a great gift to our church. And one of our the deacons of the church, Deacon Doug Helbig, is with us this morning to talk a little bit about how he uses his hands to glorify God. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, as we get into this? Well, I was born and raised on a dairy, pig, and chicken farm in the very southeast corner of Wisconsin, right on the border of Illinois and Iowa. Uh, I married my wife, Janet, in August of 64, uh, and we moved to North Dakota in 1983. Uh, I have three children. I have four granddaughters, grandchildren, and three great-granddaughters. Wonderful. And you have a passion for woodworking, uh, which is which is a beautiful gift, right? We know uh, St. Joseph, uh, as we are, are in the, the year of St. Joseph, we know Jesus. Both were carpenters. Uh, talk about your passion for woodworking. Uh, well, when I was in high school, I was asked to take either typing or woodworking, and of course, being a farm kid, what would I ever do with a typewriter? So I chose woodworking, and I didn't do much then, but I just, over the years, gradually got into it more and more, and I just enjoyed building things. It's just something I fell in love with. Deacon Douglas, is Steve here. A quick, you know, as you're working on just generally working with your hands and, and looking at a piece of art, actually, let's start here. When you're looking at a piece of wood um, and you're kind of envisioning where you're going to go with it, you know, what's that conversation in your heart, um, in your prayer uh, with the Lord? Does the Lord direct that or how does that work? Give us a, give us a glimpse into that, that first step of, you know, turning, looking and see what is inside a piece of wood. Well, when I'm building anything or asked to do something, there's a lot of times I don't really know what to do. I have some idea what to do. And it seems like I'm always talking to Jesus and Joseph, hey, I need your help here. How do I begin to even do this? And that's, it's almost, well, I shouldn't say almost, but every day in the shop, I'm just, I'm just with them. They're just there with me and I'm, I'm just working with them. Do you ever ever have a moment within a piece of, of wood where you actually knock off too much of a piece of wood and you're like, oh, shoot, is this all ruined? St. Joseph, what are you going to do with that? Do you have a story like that? <laughs> Funny you bring that up. Because one time I was building a project, I couldn't tell you anymore, it was so many years ago, but I cut a piece of wood and I cut it an inch short. And for some reason, I sat it down alongside the shop, in the wall of the shop, and it was... Months later, I was doing another project, and I picked up that board. It was the perfect width and the perfect length wow. that I needed for this particular project. 
Um, it's just the serious how God works. It's, you know, he works in so many wonderful ways, especially with, him, with me in the workshop, in the woodshop. Yeah. And in your prayer, Deacon, obviously there's probably people who come to you asking if you can do projects. But in your prayer, are there ever inspirations that come to mind of, of you know, maybe I should make this and, and the story that would maybe go behind that, that inspiration of somebody coming and, and searching for something in particular and you're like, oh yeah, I've been working on that. Can't think of anything offhand. Uh, usually when somebody comes to me, they, they have something they want me to build. And what I do with that is I usually ask them to go online and find a picture of what they want. And when I say a picture, like they might want a dresser or chest of drawers or maybe an entertainment center, whatever it is, usually they can find a picture on the Internet, and then I work with that picture. So as an artist, uh, Deacon Doug, you know, there can be this sense of the awe of something being created. And then, of course, there's this also sense of the Lord giving you a talent that is needs to be given back to him. How do you personally balance, uh, you know, I guess in my own self, I think of it as, as my own personal pride. Like when I do something and, it, and it, it goes well, my first reaction could be, ah, wow, I'm pretty good at this, uh, right? Versus, oh, the Lord is so good at this and great. Do you, how do you balance that? And, and what's some advice for, for those of us who you know are, are working on things and how do we reflect the Lord's goodness in the gifts he's given us? Whenever I look at anything I, I do and something not out of pride, but they, they turn out beautiful, and I always thank God for their gift. It's not really... I don't have any talent at all except that I get from God. Everything comes from Him. Uh, it's just a grace. Uh, hard to explain, uh, but yeah. it's, it's Him directing the work that I do. I, I just... I don't really, of my own, have the ability to do anything. Everything I do is a gift from God. So let's go back to that block of wood, Deacon Doug. Um, and of course, if you just joined us, this is Real Presence Live. We're visiting with Deacon Doug Helbing, and he is a, uh, a, a carpenter who works, with, I mean, who works with wood. He's, a, a, I guess, a wood sculpture. Um, and, and we're talking about this process. And we, we were a little bit before we talked about when he walks up to a piece of wood that, you know, and, and you know, what does that look like, and how does, how does that turn into something as a piece of art? And we're talking about prayer. Give us the process, Deacon Doug. So you take a piece of wood, you start carving on it, or do you, do you draw on, on it with a pencil, what it's going to look like, or, or what, what are the steps? And then, of course, there's the media, and then the final finishing of it. Uh, what does that process look like? Well, when you're building a chest or a chest of drawers, uh, there's a certain shape to the wood, or I don't know if I want to call it a shape, but I, I take a board and I rip it to the widths I need and to the, cut it to the length I need, whatever project I'm doing. Uh, there's some things that are just automatic. You just, like if I get a dresser or something that I've, someone wants me to build, I first sit down and draw it out on a piece of paper and put dimensions to it. What, it, what it's going to be like when it's done. And then I work with those measurements to build a, whatever project I'm working on. And the, the cutting of the wood is 
Well, I have different tools in the shop to do those different things. And, and I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. It's just, yep. to me, it's just now it's just a simple thing to do, what I do. So when you get to that final step, Deacon Doug, uh, you've got the, the dresser or the piece of, of wood that, or, you know, the, the finished product in front of you, and it's, and it's in its final form, but it hasn't been sealed or stained or, or any type of that. What, what happens? I mean, I, I've had a little bit of experience with, I've done some, some work with, with stone and rock uh, more so than wood, but I've also stained a piece of wood, and I've also, you know, you know put the, uh, the final seal on it. And watching that grain come out and the beauty, talk about, you know, that final, that final step when you're putting that, that stain on or that seal on, you know, what goes on within your heart? Well, seeing the, it's almost like seeing the wood come alive when you stain it, especially in oak, you see it, it changes the look of it dramatically. And even when I'm, uh, putting a project together, there's, sometimes I'm looking at the grain in the wood and how a lot of times boards have to be glued together to get the size that I need. And when you put the stain on, it just brings, brings the color of the wood out. And I don't know. I guess you have to see it. You have to be there to see what happens to the piece of wood to really understand what happens to it. As you're, as you're watching the grains come to life, as you described it, you know, do you ever reflect on, on the goodness of God and, and how he brought all of those grains together to create this, this log, right, which then is, is uh, run through the mill and, and made into these, these pieces of wood? How do, it just all comes together and is part of God's plan for creation. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't, how do you put this in the word? Uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, what what God does. I mean, you just a lot of times in the shop. I'm just thinking about the wonder of Him and how and everything and everything that's involved in that that material I'm working with. I work with different woods, cherries, oak, and maple. And they're all different, and it's all God's creation. I mean, it's the maple's a, I use a hardwood maple, and it's a lot harder than the oak. And the oak is a lot harder than the cherry. And another thing about the wood, we talk about when I finish it, uh, when you work with cherry, cherry has a, a natural color to it. And if you don't put any stain on it or anything, but just varnish it, it's amazing how over time it gets darker and darker and more beautiful. And you wonder, how does, how does, this, how does God work this? Or how, you know, it's just his, his work in this this factual thing that I'm working with. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Deacon Doug Helbing, and we're talking about woodworking. And of course, the theme of this whole morning is sacred art. And what we're trying to draw out here in this conversation is the goodness of God, because 
art is always a reflection of the goodness of God. But you don't even have to keep it at, you don't have to keep this as art at arm's length. You can draw this in and even even within particular relationships of people, particular relationships of things, like even wood, that there is a reflection here of the goodness of God and even of our own goodness. And I love what you're saying there, Deacon Doug, about the different woods are different. People are different. We have different gifts. We have different attributes. We have different skills. We have different approaches to everything. And the Lord draws beauty out of that. And I kind of I used to think of when you put the polyurethane or the final coat over something, how it just, boom. I mean, just the colors draw out. I was doing that on a, a, a stone uh, wall that I was building, and it was stone. It was dark. And then I put the uh, wet wet style uh, sealer on there. And oh my gosh, it just, it just came out. And I thought of how the Lord in his glory, when he covers us with his grace, all of the colors come out, just like what you're talking about there. And so again, we're trying to point out here is that art has this ability to draw us deeper into the goodness of the Lord, but even our own goodness, which comes as a reflection from the Lord. And we do have to take a quick break here. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about a project that Deacon Doug Helbing did specifically that shows the glory of God. And you don't want to go anywhere. So we'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. So recently, my wife, Kristen, she had transitioned from being a Lutheran to a Catholic. She learned so much through the RCIA process and learning from family and friends what it means to be a Catholic. But it's really through Real Presence Radio that she's really picked up what the Catholicity is and what it really means to be a Catholic. Uh, what our Catholic social teaching teaches us, what our Catholic identity is. And uh, it's just so heartwarming to see her grow in her faith each and every day and uh, learning more and wanting to know more about what it means to be a Catholic and how she can go out and take this faith and this grace that's been given to her and share it with others. I have a friend who is Methodist and her husband is Catholic, and my friend often listens to Real Presence Radio coming to and from work so that she can better understand her husband's faith. She said she often surprises him with facts that she's learned um, that he was not even aware of. Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Thank you. 
Hey, good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And we're also visiting with Deacon Doug Helbing from the Diocese of Bismarck. We're talking about sacred art today. And if you've missed this, uh, this show, we want you to invite you to go back to the Real Presence Radio webpage and check out the podcast. Also, there's some artwork that we've been sharing on the Real Presence Radio Facebook page. And uh, you want to put these together. Uh, because uh, art is beautiful, but it's not an end in itself necessarily. It actually is a, and I'm going to be careful here because philosophically it has its own endness, but it also is a means to drawing us to a relationship with the Lord. And so we want to talk a little bit more here about the relationship. And before we go into our conversation, I want to share with you a quote. Um, this is from the letter Patris Corde, announcing the year of St. Joseph written by Pope Francis. And here's a little a little snippet. We know that St. Joseph was a lowly carpenter betrothed to Mary. He was a just man, ever ready to carry out God's will as he revealed to him in the law and through four dreams. Matthew and Luke, the two evangelists who speak most of Joseph, tell us very little, yet enough for us to appreciate what sort of father he was and the mission entrusted to him by God's providence. Each of us can discover in Joseph the man who goes unnoticed, a daily discreet and hidden presence an intercessor, a support, and a guide in times of trouble. St. Joseph reminds us that those who appear hidden and or in the shadows can play an incomparable role in the history of salvation. And I know uh, Deacon Doug Helbing is a quiet man, as he, um, as he shares with us, and you can probably hear that in what he's saying. But oftentimes, my experience as a person in leadership has been that the quiet person in the room, as they say, still waters run deep. And so we're, we're running in, we're going into those still waters, the deep waters, Deacon Doug, Doug, as we talk with you, a little bit about this woodworking, this artwork you're doing. So get, share with us a little bit. You had a specific project that you did for uh, Father Nick Schneider there in the Bismarck, um, and it was a tabernacle. Is that correct? Yes. Can you give us a... Just, a go ahead. Yes, uh, he asked me to build a tabernacle for his private chapel. This isn't for the church. This for his private chapel. And when he asked me to build the chapel, he asked me about something that he wanted on the door of the chapel, of his tabernacle. And when he first said that, I can't recall anymore too long ago that I built it, but when he said he wanted this particular thing on the door, I thought, no, there's something I want to put on the door. And what I wanted to put on the door was a, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, the sacred heart that you see in many different pictures of Jesus, showing his heart. Uh, and I cut this out in different pieces. It's cut in several different pieces, and it's sanded on the edges, and then it's pinned upside down and shimmed, and it's put back together, all stained all these different colors, and it's put back together into the door frame and glued from the back. And what was the amazing thing about it is when I took it to Father when the tabernacle was done, uh, I brought it to the office, and he came into the office, and he didn't say a word. He looked at the door of the tabernacle. He got out of his phone and took a picture and sent an uh, email off, I'm assuming, to the different pieces that he has on his, on his uh, email address. Uh, it was just, I guess you'd have to see it. And the diocese, uh, uh, there's a picture of it in the diocese and paper, or diocese, Dakota Catholic Action. Mm -hmm. 
it's a picture of the tabernacle that I built, and it shows the Sacred Heart on the door. It's just, it's just one of those things I've cut out many over the years. I even make a mirror with that Sacred Heart on it, and it's just a way of reminding us about about Christ and what He did for us, what He what He endured to free us from sin and death. And it's just, I don't know, there's just something about cutting that out as I'm cutting the different pieces out. The thought of Jesus just runs through my mind and what he endured. Um, and just looking at the sacred heart of Jesus, just, just meditating on that great, the great love he has for us. Yeah, what he, he did to free us from sin and death. It's just, it's just can't begin to comprehend it. You know, you, you talk about the, the the sacred heart of of Jesus, and the the suffering. You know, <clears throat> I, I I've had some uh, construction experience with uh, building a house, and uh, you know, sometimes um, you swing the hammer wrong or you hit something wrong, and you um, you might end up bleeding. You might end up uh, with a you know a, a pounding thumb or finger or something like that. Um, do you ever have? Did you ever have that experience? Uh, when when building this, um, and were you able then to offer it as you know an offering into the building of this tabernacle that people would experience and come to know Christ's heart and His love for us? Well, it, was, it didn't happen when I was building the tabernacle, but one day I was ripping a different boards for a, a project, and I always wear a glove because they got give me more traction when I'm ripping the boards. And somehow, the saw blade caught the corner of this glove and pulled my thumb through the saw blade, and it cut a deep, deep groove into my thumb. And, of course, it was very painful, and I ended up going to the emergency room. But the thing that, the thing that I remember most from it, and I still feel today, is the thumb is growing back together, but it's not the same thumb. And the pain that I suffered in that the first thought I had was Jesus being nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. Well, he suffered with those nails. And this thumb injury was so minor compared to what he endured. And it still to this day reminds me of that. The soreness in the thumb, is, I guess it's going to be part of the rest of my life. And it always reminds me of Jesus and what he's doing for us. Excellent. Amen. Well, thank you, Deacon Doug, helping for sharing with us about artwork. And this, of course, is, is again, sacred art that we're talking about and really bringing those gifts to the Lord. So thank you for being with us today, Deacon Doug. You're welcome. Deacon Doug Helbing from the Diocese of Bismarck. Uh, what a great conversation we've had here, Brandon. Thank you for, for being a part of this yeah. and uh, for the opportunity to, to, uh, to serve here at Real Presence with you again. It's been fun to host yeah. uh, once again. And uh, we're going to be joined now by Eli, who's uh, Eli under glass. Uh, what's coming up next show, Eli? Yeah, thanks, Steve. We've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Tim Smith and Chris Euler coming to you from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. They'll start off the show with Norma Hamrich. She'll talk about a chance for a deeper relationship with Jesus through Mary. Then Mary Garrigan will talk about a favorite tradition, 
Plus, Father Tim will sit down with some missionaries from Net Ministries to talk about what they do as a Net team. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you. Thanks, Eli. Yeah, um, you know, Steve, uh, just just to add to the the last reflection he had about suffering with Jesus, um, I think ties really well with where we're at right now in the the liturgical season of the church, right? That we're in Lent and we can meditate upon the passion, upon the wounds of Christ. And I, I think it just really brings it all together in there's many different pieces of art, pieces of, of music, uh, literature, scripture, I mean, you know, that we can reflect on and, and prepare our hearts for, for Easter. But, but to do that, we need to go through that suffering. We need to really experience what Jesus experienced so that we can experience that newness in our hearts. Yeah, I think it's been a, a, a great reflection even for myself. I feel like I've been praying for two hours here. <laughs> so thank you for praying with us. And again, if you missed the first part of the show, go back and check it out on Real Presence Radio Podcast. And one more in, in invitation, pull up that uh, Entombment of Christ by Caravaggio and uh, pull up the song Obone Yesu. Um, and a minute and a half reflection right here this, uh, this week or for the, uh, this week of Lent. And uh, again, thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Thank you, Eli, for running the board for us. Trez, thank you for putting the show together. And Heather, thank you for your time and making this all possible. Brandon, God bless. You too. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. And please continue to listen to RPR for more wonderful programming throughout the day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.